The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to Programmatic Advertising Week on the MarTech Podcast. This week, we're going to talk about the tools and strategy behind maximizing your performance marketing efforts. Each day this week, we're going to publish an episode that walks you through how to best take advantage of programmatic advertising platforms. With us today is Brian Kroll, who is the Vice President of Strategic Accounts at AdTaxi. AdTaxi, a sponsor of the MarTech Podcast, is a client-centric organization that brings passion, precision, and sophistication to digital marketing. Leveraging the belief that people matter as much as technology, AdTaxi helps companies solve complex marketing challenges with custom performance-driven solutions. Here's the fourth installment of Programmatic Advertising Week, where Brian and I discuss how to evaluate the cross-channel impact of programmatic advertising campaigns. Brian, welcome back to Programmatic Advertising Week on the MarTech Podcast. Thanks, Ben. Good to be here again. The finish line is in sight. We've made it to Thursday. We've talked about what programmatic advertising is and what it isn't. We talked about how to actually set up some campaigns, how to think about the difference between programmatic advertising, AdWords and keyword-based advertising, social media advertising. Now let's talk a little bit about blending all of those things together and about the analytics. When you think about evaluating a programmatic campaign, how do you, first off, set up the analytics and evaluation? And then how do you figure out whether it's having an impact on some of the other channels that are out there? First step, as I mentioned, I think in one of the previous episodes, is making sure that you're measuring the full funnel, measuring all of the right metrics that matter on your website. And I would say that you're measuring them consistently across platforms. So if you're going to tag up the purchase confirmation page, the initiate checkout page, the add to cart page, the view product page or view content page, and then you know, a search page or something like that, make sure you have that happening consistently across every single platform. So you're doing that in the trade desk, you're doing that in Google ads, you're doing that in Facebook, you're doing that in Snapchat, et cetera. That can be a lot of work. If you don't have one, invest in tag management. Google Tag Manager is free and something that I think is a pretty great tool where you can basically just set that up and then you can drop multiple tags down. They'll all fire with the exact same rules so that you know you have consistent measurement. So step one is instrumentation, right? Figuring out what you're tracking at the various stages of your funnel. Exactly. And as part of that, looking for a common key or a consistent key that would be shown across all of these different channels would be, let's say it's an e-commerce purchase. 
make sure that you're mapping that order ID. So order ID, purchase ID, whatever that is, that can be passed back into search campaigns. It'll show up in Google Analytics if you have the right enhanced e-commerce set up in Google Analytics, which everybody should do if you're an e-commerce website. And then making sure that you're passing that ID back into each of the platforms. So there's ways to do that. And just about every sort of purchase tag will have a place for revenue and it'll have a place for an order ID or some sort of unique identifier. Make sure that's coming back into each individual platform because that's part of when you're sort of looking at the analysis of how did all of these things work. You would want to look at like an individual order ID and say, hey, this order ID was reached by potentially five different platforms. So it doesn't really make sense because of duplication to give all of them exact credit for that, but maybe they should share potentially a credit for that purchase. But making sure that you have some sort of a key that you can pass back if you're going to do it manually, or if you have, depending on the level of sophistication, attribution models that span different platforms where you can track impressions and everything. So there's an important part here that the various channels take credit for everything they possibly can. So if someone was served a Facebook ad which everybody has served Facebook ads all of the time because everybody's always on the platform. Facebook is going to take credit for that conversion, even if they are not necessarily the last click. So there's a difference between what Facebook thinks is a conversion and what your in-house system should think is a conversion. And you need to be able to reconcile that across multiple platforms. Exactly. And within the platform itself, they also treat conversions differently. So speaking from the standpoint of like the trade desk, which is what we use from our programmatic side, they count a conversion on the day that the conversion happened. The timestamp is the timestamp of the actual conversion. They also attribute within the platform, you have five different campaigns and remarketing, let's say like cart abandonment retargeting is one of your campaigns. If that's the last touch, that's going to get the full credit for that conversion and that transaction. It may be one ad impression and it may be something where like, okay, this person was served 50 ads from a prospecting campaign that campaign is not going to show at the actual last touch conversion, even though it had a significant amount of influence. Facebook, similar, they give the credit to the last touch, last impression or last click. They typically favor a click over an impression, but it's generally down to that last ad set and then uh, campaign as well. And without any sort of first touch, it's hard to see sort of up funnel what happened. But Facebook counts the transaction on the day of the last ad touch. So I could have bought something today the last ad that I was served on Facebook would have been Monday and Facebook's going to count that conversion as coming in on Monday, not today. But trade desk would count it as coming in today. So if you don't have an order ID or something that's a key that's going to come in, it's really hard to tell what was happening there. And yeah, they will take credit because they don't really see the other side. None of these platforms talk to each other. So trade desk doesn't talk to Facebook. Facebook doesn't talk to trade desk. Trade desk doesn't talk to Google, etc. There is to a degree a large amount of like walled gardens out there. One reason why we like Trade Desk is that from an advertising perspective, they are very open in the sense that you can run native campaigns, you can run audio campaigns, you can run display campaigns, you can run pre-roll campaigns, and you can run connected TV campaigns. And you can see conversions happening across all of those without duplication. So you could say, hi, my connected TV ad didn't get credit for last touch, but it did influence a conversion. And you can look at that as part of the mix when you're making your decisioning on where to move your budget within each platform. So we're getting into some complicated stuff here where we're talking about multi-touch attribution and the cross-channel impact of programmatic advertising. Let's start off with multi-touch attribution. When you're setting up a programmatic advertising campaign, it's not necessarily focused on driving direct response. A lot of it is going to be evaluated on the view-through impact, meaning someone is coming to your web properties through a different channel. 
how do you evaluate what the impact is of running a programmatic campaign if its intent is to drive traffic through other channels? The simplest way is you do tests and you turn it off. So if you have a campaign where you're running and you have like a baseline and let's say that you have been running a campaign for a short amount of time, you either increase your spend and look for a commensurate lift or you potentially decrease spend and look for a commensurate decline. We've had people who have said, display just doesn't work. I don't see it. It's not showing up in my Google Analytics because that's how they're measuring. I mean, Google Analytics is kind of the ubiquitous measurement solution that's out there because it's free and a lot of people kind of grown up with it per se. But display doesn't really work out that well in Google Analytics standpoint because we see, honestly, about 96 to 97% of all conversions from display are post-view. So somebody saw the ad, it impacted them. If you go back to the same website that you saw the first ad, you're probably going to see a completely different ad, right? It's not going to the odds are that ad's not going to be there. You can't click on it. You're going to search. And you're going to search not just from the device you're on. You may search from your phone. So it's not just measuring multi-touch attribution across platforms for one device. It's measuring multi-touch attribution across multiple different devices per user, which gets really tricky and really complicated. So ultimately, the simplest way to test something, getting into the concept of data-driven attribution, is not really proving that something happened, but proving that something mattered, would be if I remove one element of my campaign, what's the impact on the overall performance? And if you go through and systematically do that and say, I'm going to turn off social for a week, I'm going to turn off paid search for a week, I'm going to turn off whatever for a week or certain campaigns, if all of a sudden my overall net conversions and my spend drastically swing out of whack one week versus another, you could say that that one platform has a significant impact on overall conversion rate. So yeah, absolutely. Turning your campaigns off and on gives you a sense of what impact your programmatic campaigns or whatever you're turning off and on, what impact they have on raising or lowering the water level of your performance. There are also attribution tools that are available, including one that's a free tool within Google Analytics that will give you a sense of what percentage of your traffic that converted from one channel actually was impacted by another one. So as these tools become a little bit more sophisticated, you can go out and buy a multi-touch attribution tool. You could use the one in Google. Facebook has one as well. So you do have the ability for low or no cost to have some sense of what's happening. They are directional. They are not perfect. But at the end of the day, turning the campaign off, seeing what happens to your business and turning it back on is also an effective way as well. When you think about the cross-channel impact, having run multiple campaigns with programmatic, do you see programmatic having a lift on social channels, having a lift on AdWords? Do you see it having a lift on direct traffic? What's the general cross-channel impact running a display programmatic campaign has? All of the above. So as humans, we don't spend all of our time in one place, right? We're going all over the board. We're looking at all kinds of different stuff. I can only look at Facebook so often in a day, right? I can only look at the news, especially right now, so often in a day. There's lots of different things that are out there where people are sort of spending their time. And I think that when we have seen from multiple different advertisers where somebody would say, you know, display is just not working for me. Let's turn it off and move that budget into social because I'm seeing a great return on my social spend. Well, that return on your social spend or that return on your search spend is as much about sort of if you turn off the top of the funnel awareness and you're not having people come to your websites, then your best channels remarketing are not going to be as effective. So you're going to end up spending more money and pushing more budget into, let's say, your cart retargeting line gets 20x return and your prospecting line gets like a 0.5 return or something like that in a platform. 
you would say, wow, just put everything in cart retargeting. But if you're not driving people to the website and you're not prospecting, eventually you're going to see diminishing returns really quickly by cutting off the top of funnel awareness and top of funnel flow. And depending on how long your purchase cycle is and consumer cycle, if it's a three-week cycle and you cut it off now, you'll be good for a couple of weeks. And then all of a sudden, it's going to tank. And then you're now six weeks away from getting back to that good spot because you just wasted three weeks and another three weeks building back up. Yeah, anecdotally, having done programmatic advertising for, I don't know, it's been a couple of months, promoting the MarTech podcast and the display campaign, what we've seen the most of is that display is having a big impact on direct. And display is actually getting a lot of the credit using our multi-touch attribution system through Google Analytics. We have 40% of our display conversions being served a display ad, but then coming through the website direct. And so to me, that's getting into the, well, what's the real impact of view through metrics is we're serving all these ads to people. 40% of our conversions that are coming through are actually happening where they're going direct, but they're getting credit from display because they're being served a display ad, then coming direct. So we credit them with the display conversion. Yeah, it happens a lot. This is another interesting way to test this too. And we've seen this a lot. If you turn off a display campaign, you will typically see branded search impressions. So how many times people are searching for your name brand on Google? It's a great BI tool, by the way. If you have a brand campaign, and let's say that like on average, you're getting a thousand brand searches a week, and you turn off your display campaign, I will bet you $20 that you have a drop in branded search volume as a result of that. People just aren't going to be searching for you as more. And everybody's like, oh, these people know who I am. I'm going to come in there. They're going to buy from me anyway. But it's that that you do see a drop off there. And it happens every time. At the end of the day, programmatic advertising is about staying top of mind and staying in front of your prospects and your customers, keeping that awareness present. And that helps drive your organic, helps drive your direct conversions. And when you're top of mind, it's also going to help your conversion rates across all of your other channels. One of the great tools about programmatic that I like at least, and again, we use the trade desk, is concept of bid modification based on frequency and recency. So what we have seen is the first one to four impressions that are served to somebody are typically the most valuable. So we're willing to pay potentially a higher CPM for those impressions. And if somebody doesn't take action after the first three to four or five impressions, the likelihood of them taking action decreases significantly. So instead of not targeting those people, you put an enhanced bid and you say, okay, so after four impressions, now decrease 10%. And if my base bid is a $2 CPM, I may drop it to $1.50 after seven impressions or after 20 impressions, I may drop it to a dollar. So I'm still going out there, but instead of paying full price, I'm paying something that is price versus performance relevant. Same thing from a recency standpoint, right? So if you're an e-commerce provider and somebody like that card abandonment, if it's an impulse type buy, and I was, you know, have it in my cart and I left it in my cart and I'm just kind of waiting to see, eh, do I want this or not? Remarketing to somebody in the first few hours with a message of why they should buy that might be critical. So you might pay five to six X what you would pay instead of a $2 base bid, might be a $12 base bid. And then you start dropping that down over time because somebody's left something in their cart for 15 days. You don't want to keep paying a high CPM for somebody if they're likely not going to buy it. They just may have just left it there and forgot about it and don't really care. So think about like that price and performance is not just across channels, it's within a channel and how you can decrease bids to get the best performance out of the platform. There's multiple layers of complexity when it comes to thinking about how to operate and evaluate your programmatic campaigns. 
build awareness, reach your customers where they are, no matter what stage of the buying process they're in. So that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Brian Kroll for joining us. If you'd like to hear more of Brian and Ad Taxi's advice for how to operate a programmatic advertising campaign, hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and check back with us tomorrow morning when we talk about the future of programmatic advertising, including how the coronavirus is potentially changing the programmatic advertising landscape. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to get in touch with Brian, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is rockinkroll, R-O-C-K-I-N-K-R-O-L-L. Or you could visit his company's website, which is adtaxi.com, A-D-T-A-X-I.com. Just one link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests. You can subscribe to our once a week newsletter. You can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you could always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.